Hey everybody, welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. I'm Jeff Antoniak. So we're gonna do our first take on the melodic minor scale. This, there's so much inside this scale for, uh, for more intermediate and advanced players, but this is a scale that a novice can definitely learn. But wow, there is so much to keep you busy and you know chasing after the amazing stuff that your heroes play. Melodic minor, believe it or not, is gonna get you there. So we're gonna dig into it today. Um, I do want to welcome Solomon Charles into jazzwire.net. We had a giveaway contest and many of you entered it. And I'm sorry to those of you that didn't win the random drawing, but Solomon did. Great sax player from Germany. So fantastic. Very excited about working with him inside Jazzwire. And I'd love to get the rest of you working with us inside jazzwire.net as well. So uh, visit the link here, take a tour, see what it's all about. It's free. It's easy. And, uh, amazingly powerful, hundreds of musicians of all instruments from around the world. Okay, so let's uh, dig into uh, melodic minor. And, you know, I will say I played jazz for many years not thinking about melodic minor. It's possible to do. Did Lester Young know his melodic minor scale? Maybe or maybe not. Um, but he sure used the sound. And whether he gave it a name or not, not sure. Uh, so it's as simple as this. It is a major scale with a flat third, or you can think of it as a minor scale that has a natural six and natural seven. So what's the big deal? It sounds like a wrong minor scale or a wrong major scale. <laughs> right, to a lot of us when we're hearing it for the first time. Um, there is so much possibility here. And where I first became like really aware of this idea of a minor scale with a major seven was the John Coltrane solo over Mr. PC. I transcribed that and it's in C minor, but I'm seeing all these B naturals. Now, everything I know at the time is that minor is Dorian, right? C minor seven, it says minor seven with a B flat, C, E flat, G, B flat. I know that. Yet I'm transcribing and I'm finding very few B flats and I'm finding mostly B naturals. So I'm wondering if there's something wrong with my ears or if my cassette deck, if you happen to remember one of those, is somehow like <laughs> the speed is wrong. Like I had no idea what the heck was going on. I honestly didn't. And I was sort of taken aside by a teacher of mine in North Texas and he sort of explained that when we're in a minor key, we want the leading tone. And the leading tone, capital L, capital T, just like that, um, is a fancy word for half step below the root. This is a big concept in classical theory, in any music theory. The leading tone is what points to the root. If I want you to think about my saxophone, I can say something obvious like, hey, everybody, think about my saxophone. Or I could do this. Guess what I'm thinking about? I'm pointing at it, right? So the pointing actually draws our attention to the thing. I never once mentioned the thing. I pointed, right? So that B natural points to the C. So we want a scale that has a B natural in it, but it's minor, so we want a minor scale. You get the idea, right? So um, let me play a couple examples that I found uh, John Coltrane using. And here's the thing. I've got examples from his first three choruses, and he uses this all through that solo. I haven't added it up 80 times, 100 times. So, I mean, this isn't just like Jeff trying to th wonder what Coltrane was thinking about. It's pretty clear what Coltrane was thinking about. 
and how he was using it. And there are other ways to analyze. We'll talk about that in a second. But let me just play, uh, let me just play this first example for you. So I decided to play it unaccompanied for you because it's such a strong melody, we don't need minor chords and a bass playing a C on the bottom to hear what the heck's going on. It is so strong, right? And so when you look at that thing, what do we see? In the pickup measure, we see B naturals, right? The second note of the first full measure, we see a B natural, right? So sure, there's only two B naturals in there, but they're so strong. And you can, so remember that first statement I said about how those Bs point to a C. Sometimes we get there immediately, sometimes we point for a while until we get there. Do you hear how those Bs are pointing to the C? And for those of you that know what enclosures are, if you've been with me that long, you see that the third and fourth note of the pickup create an enclosure to the root. Then we do a lower neighbor to the root again. So sure, we could talk about these B naturals as lower neighbors, but if we put them into the context of a scale, it is melodic minor. And so Coltrane does this cool, I, I just wanted to give you the rest of the lick because this opening line is so classic, these first three or four measures. Um, and so this reminds me, um, I've been doing four Digging Deeper online workshops. And the workshop we did last Saturday, sold out, um, was on how to analyze transcriptions. So this line is one that we talked about. Um, we have three more workshops coming up. The next two are sold out. November 8th, sold out, talking about uh, motivic playing. November 15th, sold out. Um, what are we talking about on that one? Hmm, I can't even remember. Oh, voice leading. That's what it is. The last um, workshop of the series, you can still sign up for. Three spots left. So that's uh, November 22nd. It's a Sunday afternoon. Um, at 1 o'clock p.m. New York time. So if you're on the East Coast of the United States, West Coast of the United States, if you're in Europe, you can attend. And if it's at a time you can't attend, we record it so we can just send you the video recording. So uh, sign up for that one. Just, you know, a handful of spots left of the 60 spots we had for these uh, workshops, three left. So please grab one of those. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go on to the next line. So this is how Coltrane begins his second chorus. Sounds like this. So he comes in, and you know, without context of the chord, maybe it's, it's harder to hear, but he comes in on that crazy aggressive leading tone, but he doesn't resolve it this time. So when we look at the first two measures of that lick, and we add up all those notes, it's so clear, melodic minor, right? We add up all those notes. That is the tonality he's using. Now, is he running a scale up and down? Clearly not. He's making melodies out of the scale. I know some of you are thinking to yourself, but I thought, Jeff, I thought you say scales suck. Well, this scale has a great tonality. I'm, I'm not teaching you the scale so that you can run it up and down. We have to make melodies out of them, right? So the scale is a point of departure, just like the alphabet is a point of departure, but we don't stop at learning the alphabet. We then start putting words and phrases together. So I'm showing you some of the words and phrases that Coltrane put together. 
Now you'll notice at the end of the line, he ends on the flat seven. So he changes his thinking. When he wants to end that phrase, he wants to end it more consonantly. If he ended on the natural seven, on a B natural at the end of that phrase, it would be screaming to resolve. It would be very, again, very tense and it would have all this energy to move on. He wanted to play a melody that came to an end. He knew that the major seven wasn't gonna do it, but the flat seven would give him that sound. Smart guy, John Coltrane. Let's look at the next one. Yeah, when I was getting ready to do this video, I smacked my reed with my, uh, with my mouthpiece cap and took a big dent out of it, so my high G doesn't want to come out. That's my excuse. All right, so we see, again, those B naturals there in a very accented way. So sometimes, in example one, he was using those B naturals as a leading tone. In examples two and three, he's playing them in a more accented kind of way, not a leading tone or a lower neighbor kind of way. Somebody could say, Jeff, no, he's not thinking melodic minor, he's thinking lower neighbors. Example one, I'll give it to you, sure. Example two and three, not so much, right? So you're getting a sense of how to use melodic minor over a tonic minor chord change. So what I mean is when you see a C minor in a two, five, one, C minor, F7, B flat, major. You can use it, but that's not the proper place. When we're in the key of C minor, such as Mr. PC, that's the proper place. Okay, cool. Well, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the first, you know, two or three choruses of the solo so you can hear this stuff in context. Of course, go listen to Coltrane playing this thing, right? Um, and I'm going to leave it there for right now, but we're going to come back to melodic minor um, you know, over upcoming months and throughout the year and talk about other ways to use melodic minor. It's a really, really deep thing. So for right now, for some of you that have never played the scale, I'm saying that if you want to get past an intermediate level up to that more advanced level, blue community inside a jazz wire, semi-pro, pro, melodic minor is for you, for sure. Cool. So I want to see you on uh, November 22nd. And uh, I'll just do some playing for you here. I'll play Coltrane's uh, solo, a little slower tempo so that you can kind of hear what's going on and hear all those fantastic uh, melodic minor sounds. Have a great time. Mm -hmm.